0: More and more Canadians are investing an interest in the game of golf, according to golfcanada.ca. The game of golf accounts for approximately $18.2 billion of Canada's gross domestic product, which is up 14% from 2014, when it stood at $15.9 billion. At Golf Ontario, their vision is towards a nation of golfing. They're on a mission to help shape lives by leading, creating, and promoting positive golf experiences nick taylor is the senior director of marketing for golf ontario it's his job to invest time energy and enthusiasm in growing the game of golf in ontario and doing all he can to turn the game into a sporting a national canadian pastime taylor joined me this week to have that very discussion of how we grow the game of golf across the province of Ontario. I'm Kevin McShann, Let's have this conversation. Take a moment to welcome you to the program, my friend, and I'm super excited to talk talk to you about growing the game of uh, golf in the province of Ontario. Great to be with you this morning, and I uh, thank you for being here.
1: Yeah, it's my pleasure, Kevin. Thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely, and I know at uh, Golf Ontario, Nick, you're, you're focused on creating positive uh, experiences and. Growing the game of golf, and I know that your uh, uh, tagline there is a nation towards golfing. So tell me about all the great work that you do there at Golf Ontario about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that our mission uh, and our and our vision um, really are, are very succinct and very clear. You know, when we talk about uh, towards a nation golfing, um, we have a wonderful diverse uh, community across this great country. Um, You know, Canada is known as a very welcoming sort of melting pot of different cultures, people with different backgrounds, and, um, you know, different lived experiences. And, you know, here in Ontario, uh, being one of the largest provinces, both in terms of population and economic impact and opportunity, uh, it positions us as a provincial sport organization uh, to reach um, a great many of those uh, different people, different folks, uh, in terms of um, encouraging them to pick up the game. And, and in terms of our, our statement, you know, shaping lives through golf, I think it really aligns with um, the values that we hold dear to us, uh, which are passion uh, for everything that we do, for the game, for being outside, for the recreational aspect and the competitive aspect of the game. Uh, respect for the traditions of the game and for the playing partners we're playing with and the rules of the game. Um, uh, being accountable to, uh, you know, looking after the golf courses and the environment that those courses are in. Um, and uh, and being brilliant uh, from an organization, you know, trying to um, demonstrate value. Whether you are a newcomer to the game or someone who's been playing for your whole life, I mean, there these values are things that can, um, you know, provide life lessons uh, when you look at how we introduce the game to youngsters for the first time, either through youth on course programs or through First Tee Ontario. Um, It's about teaching uh underrepresented groups uh or providing access to groups to the game and and letting them know that there are life lessons of respect and sportsmanship and individual growth and teamwork that that can come from the game uh and then of course the benefits of, of a healthy active lifestyle uh golf contributes to that unlike many other sports and and obviously, a move to more accessibility in golf as well, whether that's financial affordability, removing barriers like that. Uh, youth On Course program can facilitate things of that nature, our try womens golf series, uh, and also making things more accessible to people that are differently abled. Uh, and I know we'll talk more about that later on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Nick, you touched on it a little bit in your first answer, but I'm, I'm wondering if we can dive deeper into specifically how do you market the game of golf to the younger demographic and, and how will it really grow the uh, game of golf golf across the country
1: yeah I mean I'm uh I'm a father of three kids and um you know I think that young people can become a product of their environment so there's no question um when kids are Exposed to golf because grandma and grandpa play or mom and dad play, uh, or because there's access to a program in school, like a golf in school program, or that in their community there's a local executive par three or a nine hole course that offers an introduction to golf through youth on course where it's only five dollars to come out and play. Um, Certainly, you know, having programs that provide exposure awareness and opportunities because kids will see something and get excited about it um and then say hey i'd like to try that Uh, it could be the same thing the first time they hear an amazing uh guitarist play a song on the guitar you know kids are wide-eyed and they they're sponges and they just absorb things um i think that we have benefited and i think globally this has happened but certainly we're very proud of uh, some of the golfers that have come out of Ontario you just look at um the recent Canadian Pacific Women's Open and the amazing crowd of people that was following Brooke Henderson and others you know Brooke's from a small town in Ontario and uh, was a multi-sport athlete as a young girl playing hockey and golf and other things and, and she's really at, at one of the top players in the in the game in the world and the brooke henderson effect has inspired young girls and probably boys too um to pick up the game and you know so how do we create more excitement for youngsters i think it's harnessing um the new entrants at the top level of the game and telling their stories um you know whether that's men or women uh and and from wherever they're coming from um you know uh, the other thing I think that we can do as a provincial association, and I think we do a fairly good job of this is, you know, we run 54 qualifiers and 26 provincial championships, uh, at the amateur level of the game. And, you know, one example of that would be, you know, I was at the, um, I was at the uh, women's am and mid-am. And when you see 12 and 14 year old girls that are competing Uh, in a field with 40, 50, and 60-year-old women, and in some cases winning, and very much in in that case winning, Um, you know, telling stories about these 12 and 13-year-old girls on our website, through our social media channels, um, so that parents, you know, read those stories and articles, and and doing as much as we can to get um, external writers, like, you know whether it's score golf or flagstick golf or, you know, any of those uh, endemic golf writers to tell stories about these youngsters that are coming onto the scene, uh, even at the amateur level. I think that that's going to inspire other young kids to say to mom and dad, "Hey, I'd, I'd like to try the game of golf."
0: Yeah, I'm uh and Nick, you brought uh, uh, something that uh, sparked my interest. in, body. you know, I'm a, I'm a big believer that representation matters and making sure that people see a version of themselves and the people that they aspire to be. So uh, taking that as a backdrop to my next question, I'm wondering uh, where you think the game of golf can be marketed better to uh, achieve better a notoriety, and certainly as you brought up in your last answer, you know, women
1: are playing the big part and sort of bringing off to the forefront aren't they yeah i mean it, i don't know that there's a perfect mousetrap that's been built um you know in the sports sector uh there's no perfect model as to how to market uh you know sports in general i i, I don't think and part of that is because some sports benefit from having professional associations in their market. Others don't have it. Um, you know, there are sports that benefit from the halo effect of being in the Olympics. Golf is certainly one of them. Um, you know, with the Olympics being one of the you know biggest sporting events in the world every every you know four years in terms of the Summer Games. Um, so, you know, I think first in terms of marketing the game of golf, it's important to recognize. How many different levels of of folks there are in the game you know i identify as um a public player golfer i'm someone you know at 48 years of age i've picked up a golf club for the first time when i was 10 or 11. my dad gave me a four iron and sent me out to the soccer field and said go whack the ball around a little bit um I was hooked and uh it wasn't long after a year or two that you know i i joined a, a little nine hole course uh, in the south shore of nova scotia and, and played kind of regularly you know but then you know you get into school and university and adulthood and y- maybe you're limited to just playing two or three charity tournaments a year and a couple of rounds with your friends um, because it's time consuming it very time consuming so you know touching on all those different things you know how people come to the game what causes them to leave the game periodically Uh, there's so many different variables so you know what can we do we can continue to leverage the assets we have uh our website our social media channel you know there are uh, well over a hundred thousand members of Golf Ontario which represents about 35 or more percent of the national membership but there are probably 1.6 to 1.8 million people playing golf in this province so you know how do we reach the 1.2 uh, actually it's more than that how do we reach this sort of 1.4 1.5 million people that are playing golf in this province that are not members of our association because these are folks that are maybe only playing a few rounds a year they're hacking around local and municipal courses with their kids so it's a different message to a different person you know someone who's competing in our amateur championships you know they hear about us they know about us um they have ample opportunities to play the game but we have created programming like the tri-golf women's series to encourage you know uh, women to come to the game in a safe and welcoming environment uh, where there are no men around necessarily and they can play at their own pace and they can learn the game and there's a social element. Um, And then you have youth on course, as I've mentioned earlier, where, you know, providing uh, access to golf at a very nominal fee of $5 means that, um, you know, kids that have seen it on TV or have driven by a golf course and said, Hey, you know, what's that, you know, they have an opportunity to try it, but storytelling will be critical, um, you know, through our channels telling stories about folks that have, uh I'll tell you a little diverging story here so we had a a woman who came to one of our women's try events this year was very apprehensive came with a friend and um didn't want to play with anybody else just the two of them wanted to go out and so they did and then the next time because they'd had so much fun when they came back to another try event they said we'd like to play by ourselves again and then the organizer said no no you're missing the spirit of this you need to play with others it's part of meeting people so they said okay well, the long and the short of it is after, those, after that second round, uh, they're now fast friends with those other two women that were total strangers to them ahead of time. The four of them have now planned a golf trip to Florida. And the third time one of those women went out, she actually hit a hole in one. So, you know, this is the storytelling that will encourage other folks to see themselves as newcomers to the game and find the ways to, you know, to come in and, and play the sport.
0: Yeah, there's nothing like authenticity to I drive home a point of
1: experience isn't it absolutely I mean uh we're we're pl- toying around with ideas as well where we can encourage uh, participants in the game to you know better share their moments photos videos and things and aggregating them in such a way so we're hoping in the near future to have some of those authentic moments shared by participants through our social channels and our website uh in a way that is you know, user generated content. Because again, as you said a moment ago, Kevin, you know, representation matters and people need to see themselves uh, I- I doing I- in the people that are doing things.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Nick, Kevin, how does your uh, mission sta- statement drive uh, the work that you do uh, personally every day? And why is it so passionate for you? And then tell me about the best parts about golfing in
1: the province itself yeah well I think um this day and age I mean uh if an organization doesn't have a strategic plan um they're not going to go anywhere they're not going to grow I don't it doesn't matter whether you're a for-profit corporation or a nonprofit association uh in healthcare, sport music culture you need a strategic plan and we have a very good one we have a brand new one that will take us through to the year 2026 and um you know Each of our employees in the organization can say that they have had paint on their fingers in developing that strategic plan. So it's not just something that is developed at the top and pushed down because then you don't get buy-in. So across our entire organization, from our board of directors to our senior leadership, all the way through to our interns, um, we come to work every day and we are mindful of what our strategic objectives are within our strat plan uh, about, Uh, a mission of towards the nation golfing. And um, so if we catch ourselves on a day-to-day basis, working on a project or an assignment or something, and then sitting there wondering, I'm not sure I see the connection and how this ladders up to our strategic plan. You know, is this something I should be spending time on? Then we quickly reflect on it. And if it doesn't support our strategic plan, we stop. We don't do it um because it's as I said it's a good plan it's very well thought out and it's going to help deliver on a lot of new initiatives um you know essentially what that means within my department as the head of marketing communications is that our external communications um, needs to be reflective of the diversity of the participants in the game we need to promote and celebrate not just the golfers at the competitive and high performance side of the game but also at the grassroots level, the new entrance to the game. We need to also reflect on um, the diversity of different ages. I've talked about the very impressive young boys and girls that are coming into the sport, but as well as people that are still passionate and playing the game in their sixties and seventies, like on our senior championships. Um, And we also need to ensure that we, we have a lens through our marketing efforts, uh, around our messaging to reach a variety of audiences, and um, you know, while it's only three years ago that we created the Ontario Disability Championship, for example, uh, it's still very much a part of our strategic plan, our DEI initiatives, and we're very excited about growing that, um, you know, in, in very in a in a very sustainable way. So, how does all that lead to what's being the best part of of um, you know being involved in golf in Ontario I mean gosh where do I start I think you know we have some really incredible golf courses and facilities across the province uh, from executive par 3 short courses uh, that add value to certain newcomers to the game people working on certain skills uh, a variety of nine-hole municipal uh, tracks all the way up to PGA championship standard public and private courses so we are really fortunate. Um, there's well over 700 facilities in the province, and uh, there's a there's a place to play if you want to go find a place to play. Um, I think we're also fortunate uh, to play the game in the most populous province in the country, where roughly 35 to 40 percent of um, the golf community, as well as the golf membership, uh, call home. Um, And there's great diversity uh, in the courses that we have as well in terms of geography, topography, and landscape. I mean, one day you can be playing Muskoka Bay Club, which has lots of cool rock features because it's up in in the Muskoka region. Or you could be on a Lynx style course out in Brampton or playing several holes along the water, uh, like out in Niagara on the lake. Um, So I think that, you know, it's a great time to be playing golf in Ontario. Um, The game is growing 20% year over year in terms of new entrants to the game. Uh, More young people are coming to the game. Um, And and the other thing I would mention is the emergence of more and more indoor facilities and indoor simulators, because we all know we tend to hibernate um, from sort of November to February or March in this country. And uh, so having a lot more indoor facilities so that people can continue to practice and learn the game, um and even potentially playing in in, uh, online simulator leagues uh, is a really neat thing to do so yeah there's just so much to offer around golf in Ontario
0: yeah consistency of performance is important isn't it oh absolutely I mean
1: again I'm still very much working on my game even at 48 years of age and you know you can't take yourself too seriously so um it's one thing at a time and uh and and so I'm I'm very fortunate uh, you know, to live in Ontario and to be able to spend some time in simulators in the winter and and play some of those executive par threes to work on my chipping and short game in the summer.
0: Yeah, and Nick, for you personally, I'm curious to know, do uh, you know, have a favorite place to golf across the province?
1: Oh, I'm probably not the best equipped, um, you know, t- to answer that question, um, generally because you know as I said I've played mostly tournament charity tournaments for the last 10 15 years and so while that's put me on some nice private courses uh, because of the charitable aspect I just haven't played a lot of golf before sort of this year maybe um I I have been fortunate though to play um you know St George's which hosted the Canadian Open and wow is that a challenging and beautiful golf course I mean even if you just walked it and watched people play you'd have a great day. Um I mentioned Muskoka Bay Club. Uh I could easily have mentioned Taboo or Ovenbird. I mean there's some amazing uh, golf courses up in what we consider cottage country. Um I spent last I don't know two weekends ago around the Canada Summer Games I was out uh at the at the games in in the Niagara region and wow does that part of Ontario have some really neat uh courses as well especially you know Niagara on the lake which is one of North America's oldest golf courses um and uh with its proximity to the water there it's just such an enjoyable round so uh, it would be tough to pick the best place for golf in Ontario I think uh, to each their own you know uh
0: it's like a flavor of ice cream everybody's got a favorite right yeah
1: I, I will say this too though I mean the Golf Ontario offices um are on site at wooden sticks and Uxbridge and if you haven't had a chance to go, out, if, if people out there haven't had a chance to, to try wooden sticks, they should. They have some copycat holes, if you will. I think the uh, number three and four are are essentially copies of Amen Corner at Augusta. Uh, there's even a master scoreboard, uh, the back of, of the fourth green, and I think it's the fourth green. And then there's a copycat of T- TPC Sawgrass, number 17, with the island green. That is famous for, you know, they say 150,000 golf balls a year drop into the water, never to be seen again. So, uh, Wooden Sticks is also a really unique place uh, to play here in Ontario.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And then I'm going to share just a bit about myself. You know, I originally went to school to become a sports reporter, and the uh, first story I ever covered in college was for a golf tournament, buddy. So, I I'm curious how we grow the game of golf from a media perspective, not only for folks with disabilities or or for uh, folks that want to get into covering the game of golf, but you also brought on up the work that you're doing from a diversity, equity, and inclusion standpoint to include include more individuals with disabilities. So I'll give you the floor to talk about both of those two. Elements
1: is one. yeah well wow. i mean so this is the um the second true sport organization i've worked in over the last 25 years and probably the fourth or fifth organization i've worked in where i've had to have meaningful relationships with the media whether that's business media um, luxury market or sport um you know look it's 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 hard when you're not the top of the food chain you know like if, if I was sitting here working for the PGA tour proper, I could get the attention of all the sports networks and all the top endemic sports writers and commentators. Um, but we're not at that level, you know, we're important uh, in terms of funneling folks into the game. And, you know, we do host a PGA tour Canada event in the Sotheby's international realty, Canada, Ontario open, uh, which we had our first event this July. Um, but you know it's a very very busy calendar so how do we get the attention of the folks that you know score golf or tsn and sportsnet or cbc sports when our 54 qualifiers and 26 championships and our youth on course and try women's golf series when all those things are happening at the same time in direct competition with things like the cpu women's open or the rbc canadian open um You know so it's about building relationships and the great thing is that a lot of the golf media in particular they really care about the game you know it's not just you know a career or a living that they're making I mean they care about the game and they want to promote it so you know we continue to reach out to you know the prolific golf uh writers you know the Adam Stanley who you know just celebrated I think nine years kind of in the industry this summer um you know is is really making a name for himself obviously folks like you know jason logan at score uh, golf and and uh, bob weeks and mark zacchino at tsn uh, you know golf talk canada is a partner of ours you know so we need to continue to maintain and grow relationships with the endemic golf media as well as the general sport media but at certain times also uh lifestyle media You know, with a partner like Sotheby's International Realty Canada around the um, Ontario Open, that opens up the opportunity to talk to lifestyle, real estate, uh, commercial business, um, you know, luxury writers uh, because of the connection to their business and the proximity of golf courses to luxury homes and properties. So um, same could be said about the growth in, you know, the... uh, the Ontario Disability Championship, which we held, um, you know, this summer in July um, for the fourth time, you know, reaching out to media that covers events uh, that would normally cover things like for Special Olympics Ontario, Special Olympics Canada, um, you know, different groups like that. So, you know, I guess, I guess if there's anything I'm doing here today in this specific component, it would be a call out to all of your colleagues in the industry, that um, we have some great stories to tell about uh, the woman who tried golf for the first time and got a hole in one all the way to the 12 year olds that are competing and winning our provincial championships, as well as the incredible uh, uh, experience in in things like the disability championship or the upcoming uh, indigenous Ontario championship, which will be running and hosting for the first time ever this September. So it's a call to action to all the media to say, hey, we've got great stories to tell. We'd love to talk to you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you brought it up. So I'll just follow up with one uh, quick follow up. And uh, I'm curious, is there any uh, sort of criteria that you look for when you look to form new uh, partnerships and relationships? And what, what, what sort of strategic advantage are you looking for
1: would you go out to uh form yeah well look I, I think number one I would say that I don't think there's there's a sport association at any level in this country that can uh exist in any sustainable way without having good partners and sponsors you know it's not enough to survive on the revenue generated by membership fees and the odd grant or support from government it, that's not going to allow you to grow the the sport and the organization um I think one of the first things we would try to do in seeking out partners and sponsors is uh, looking for folks brands companies uh, corporate foundations that align with our values right that have the same uh, shared value proposition um, certainly it's a great bonus I used to talk about the three Uh, legs of the stool you know and the stool only sits on the ground if you have all three in place and I think one would be the capacity to give or to support and sponsor uh two would be um an interest uh in the game the sport and the third of course is those shared values um because then you can work well together um I think that golf in Ontario has a lot to offer because whether You're somebody who believes in supporting the next generation of PGA and LPGA golfer. And so you want to support our team Ontario athletes who are the cream of the crop youngsters who are probably going to go off on NCAA scholarships and maybe make the junior national team and and become part of that pathway. Um, Then there's something there for a partner or sponsor in that aspect. Uh, If, however, you align with our DE&I initiatives and you want to get involved as a partner or sponsor around the uh, tri golf series for women or the disability, the Ontario disability championship or the upcoming indigenous Ontario championship. You know, we have different things that can align with a lot of corporate partners uh, values and, and their own DEI initiatives. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we rely on partners and sponsors. We have a great portfolio of partners now, but there's a lot of room for, for growth and um, uh, you know, our door is always open.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And Nick, my final question for you this morning has to do with what excites you most about the future of the game of golf across the province
1: of Ontario? Um, I mean, I'm a relative newcomer to this association. I joined in April. Um, I'm certainly no stranger to the game of golf. As I said earlier, I've played my whole life. Um, But when you really start to peel back the layers of the onion as to you know, where is the sport today as a provincial sport organization within the framework of a national, you know, sport body uh, underneath Golf Canada. And I think that um, what I've learned very quickly in my first four months is that the, um, the growth in the game that was experienced during 2020 and 2021, when golf was really one of the only sports that could be played during the pandemic, Because it was outside and there were some some rough patches you know they're trying to decide you know do you put foam in the cups you know is there only one person per cart you know all those things but golf benefited from being you know one of the only sports you could do like i have friends uh whose kids are high level lacrosse players but when lacrosse was shut down mom and dad were like okay let's go to the golf course there's something to do and now they've got the golf bug so i'm excited about the fact that our sport was able to benefit through those challenging couple of years of the last two years of the pandemic restrictions. But what I'm also encouraged and excited about is that the growth in the game has continued this year. I know we're not, at, we're not out of the pandemic yet, for sure. I mean, you're hearing stories about you know restrictions and mask wearing at university campuses still this fall. But as we continue to emerge from the restrictions of the pandemic, The growth in the game is still tracking roughly at 20 percent you know year over year month to month in terms of new entrants to the game so i'm really excited about finding new ways to engage with the part of the golf community in ontario and i talked about it 1.6 to 1.7 1.7 million folks are playing golf but with only a hundred thousand of them being active members of golf ontario the sky is the limit. It is a completely untapped market in there. If we can find the right ways to engage with folks that like the game, love the game, they just haven't found a reason to become members and become even better engaged with the game.
0: Yeah. And then, finally, tell really me if uh, people want to get connected with Golf uh, Ontario or the work that you uh, do personally, what's the best way they can do that?
1: Yeah, I mean, our golf, our 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 organization website is pretty simple. It's www.gao.ca. Our social media handles are at the Golf Ontario. Uh, You can find us pretty easily online. Um, You know, we we do our best to ensure that there's something for everybody when you visit the website. Uh, Prime position uh, is in promoting our competitions, so that if you're interested in showing up and watching some of the top amateurs play you can see where they're playing in your local market um there's there's uh definitely sections on the website that let people know how they can get involved as a new entrant through youth on course or or the try women's golf series um and our our contact information is there if you're interested as a partner sponsor or a member of the media who likes our story and, and wants to You know try to share those stories to a wider audience um just visit us online and through our channels and and myself and my colleagues are almost always available and happy to talk about um moving towards the nation golfing
0: fantastic well uh, as a a sports not myself nick i circled this one on the calendar and i want to uh thank you for engaging in conversation uh with me about the game of golf uh, across the province in Ontario. And I want to thank you for answering my questions and commending you on the great job you and your colleagues are doing and growing uh, do the game of golf, golf across the province. Your work in the space and time on my behalf is most appreciated, my friend. And I want to thank you for being here this morning.
1: Well, I again, Kevin, thank you for having me on. Um... You know, it was a pleasure talking to you. Obviously, I looked up your uh, history. You're quite an accomplished sports journalist. Uh, you've put yourself in some great uh, positions to write some great content and covering the game, and, and I hope we can stay connected uh, and maybe have more opportunities to talk again in the future.